Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by KPMG. At KPMG, innovation is the go-to state of mind. Their visionary thinkers and advanced technology help you see beyond the now, uncover new insights, and turn them into opportunities. KPMG can help you leverage the value of data and drive transformational outcomes through innovation. To explore their thinking, go to kpmg.us. Welcome to Mwahaha, a King of the Hill rewatch podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. And Rusty, I got to apologize to you up front. Uh, this is the second recording of this uh, this episode. I uh, I guess I just didn't hit record. Well, we went through the whole thing. Yeah, we did. It's all good. <laughs> all right. We are doing uh, season one, episode five. This is Luann's Saga. February 16th, 1997. There you go. And uh, I'm glad we redid it because um, I have been informed that the opening to this show, there is a cowbell. And in the... No hollering. Previous unrecording. That's right. I said there was There was, was one. no cowbell, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we got a little bit of cowbell. Not much, just enough to where uh, you didn't catch it. No, I didn't catch it. Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't paying attention to, to either the record button or the cowbell. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we start this. Uh, we start this episode. This one is is truly all about Luann, and we get introduced to Buckley, and we see how much um, of a family member Luann really is to everybody. Yeah, and we get to see like the 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 dynamic that plays out throughout the entire series mm-hmm. between her and Hank. Yeah, because they have their own uh, kind of relationship. Like, which you kind of see it at the 
uh, I guess it was the first episode or second episode where she comes out and she says, oh, well, I'll help you with your truck or whatever. And she says, right. oh, it's this. And then she helps him with his truck, that kind of thing. So yeah. I think that that's like the first hint of it. But this is like the first like. Yeah, this ooh. is the first where you see Hank like being her surrogate dad or, or whatever. Yeah, you, know, you see just, him really like melding at this yeah, point. Yeah, and he actually cares about her and you can tell. Yeah, he does the dad stuff, all the complaining and all that. But oh, yeah. like deep down, he, he really cares. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, unlike my father. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, we start off this episode. We've got uh, Luann and Peg in the uh, peg leg in uh, the, the living room, and they are doing some jazzercise. Yeah, just doing some light calisthenics. Just uh, two more. Come on. Come on. Okay, five more. Five more. Hey, you said two. You can't predict this tape. I've seen it long <laughs> enough to know that. Yeah, yeah. Says Luann. Yeah. <laughs> so she sat there and uh, watched this tape and has exercised on this tape a hundred times and still doesn't know what the what the routine is. Right. <laughs> that gives us an, a little insight as to uh, Luann's... Uh, Ditsiness. Yeah. Max Headroom. She's a little bit, little bit ditzy. Yeah. Uh, in comes Bobby. He is, uh, he's, he's all worked up because his Game Boy is out of batteries and he needs to get to the nintendo quick quick like a fiend <laughs> like he's fiending for electronics it's yeah. like it's it's like he's got to go to the bathroom or something you know go really quick. bad yeah, yeah, yeah go he quick. just runs in i gotta go quick <laughs> and so uh bobby bobby instead is waiting they say you know hang on bobby and he he, he joins in in the uh in the jazzer side. Oh, not only does he join in, he joins in in full stride with like perfect like right. rhythm and movement. That's right. That's right. And then in comes Hank. Uh, Hank, <laughs> shut that off, Bobby. Stop dancing now. Yeah, and then uh, Luann goes. <laughs> what does he say? He says. Uh, <laughs> he says. He says, "Shut that off, Bobby. Stop dancing now." And she goes, "He's not just dancing. He's firming his thighs and tightening his buttocks." Yeah, and then Hank looks at her. And he's like, "Watch your mouth. <laughs> watch yeah, your watch mouth, your mouth, Luann. Damn it! Look at this place." <laughs> so now we get uh, Hank had come inside because he wants to go into the spare bedroom uh, and uh, look at his stuff. Yeah, so, looking at his stuff. So yeah. apparently the uh, the spare bedroom is the place that Hank goes to uh, just see all his things that aren't out anywhere else. Well, that's what dens really, really are, yeah. I think, for men is it's your teenage yeah. bedroom. It's whatever, like the, the last bedroom that you had when you left your parents' house, that's what a den is for a man, the way he could set up his things and his yeah. stuff and his items. And, and he's, he's griping because uh, the sofa bed's in the out position, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter if... If it's a, a mess or anything, mm-hmm. but it has to be his mess. It has to be his yeah. things where he has them and stuff like that. Because it's like when uh, yeah. my old lady comes into my space and she's yeah. like, "This looks like a shithole." And I said, "Well, it's, well, it is a shithole. <laughs> it but it's is an organized right. shithole. I know it's, where everything I need is. It's my shithole." And she's like, that's "Well, right. do you have an HDMI cable?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah. Let me go look for one, and I can go straight <laughs> to the box that's buried underneath thirty yeah. other boxes to where it's at, kind of thing." <laughs> yeah, I have one of those. We uh, we closed in a garage several years back when the kids were still at the house, and uh, that is my quote unquote office, even though okay. it has no real heater or cooling ability. We, there's a window unit. But there's no heat pump on There's it. no heat so pump. So it's nice and it's, it's nice, nice and cool in there. It's nice and cool morning. in there. Yeah. yeah, I bet it was. It was it was icing last night. I could hear the ice. It's crazy. The yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's we crazy. Go from like We're in March. Degrees. Well, it was 70 degrees like two days yeah. ago. Well, almost it was, 80. It was almost it was 80. 80 two yeah. days ago. Yeah. All right. So Hank is upset because of all his stuff is is everywhere. He can't find anything because it's not his mess. Uh, Lou Ann tries to help uh, by showing him some of his stuff and saying, are you looking for this? Are you looking for this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and he's, he's like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And then she shows him a tackle box and he's like, well, 
maybe that needs reorganizing. Yeah, that right? might need it. That <laughs> might need a little organizing. <laughs> and Luann goes into how, you know, hey, Uncle Hank, don't worry. I'll be out of your hair soon. I think Buckley's going to ask me to, uh, to move in with him. And this is really, I, I guess, one of the first this this is truly the first time we've met buckley we saw him in in the previous episode yeah where he's working at megalomart where he's screaming at him about a mm-hmm. you know where a hammer is That's right. a tap damn hammer <laughs> yeah. tap and die some wd-40 yeah yeah and and the thing that should really concern people is that uh luann says uh, uh about moving in with buckley isn't it neat i'm gonna go from daddy to you to Buckley. Yeah, it shows a lot of uh, <laughs> mental health problems for sure in, in that statement. A lot of dad issues yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he uh, Hank responds with, yeah, it's an amazing journey, Louis. <laughs> an amazing journey. <laughs> so, um, anyway, she shows him the thing, and he um, he says, yeah, maybe I'll take that thing. But he's still upset about it. And so uh, and then we get to... Um, Buckley roaring up Buckley on the motorcycle. Roaring up on the motorcycle, yeah. And and, and the, the shout from the boys is, get a muffler. Yeah, get a muffler, even That's though right. he does have a muffler. It's just That's a loud one. It's just a loud one, right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Luann hops on the back of the bike, and they're going to take off, and the boys are saying something about uh, how do you let let her go out with that hairball And uh, Hank's like, well, she's not my daughter, you know, and that sort of thing, even though she kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they only get about halfway down the street. And uh, we see Luann jump off the motorcycle and uh, kind of yell at Buckley and then come back, and she's bawling and crying. Yeah, and then uh, Peggy uh, was standing there, and Hank goes, well, what the hell was that? That was a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. And, and my one of my favorite parts of that is, is uh, Boomhauer. It, it gets very uncomfortable for him. And so he's just like, uh, oh, dang old bird's flying low this time of year, man. Dang old awkward. <laughs> dang old awkward. awkward, man. That's right. That's right. And and like you say, Peggy comes running up and she goes, hey, hey, guess what was on sale? Oh, my Lord, you've been dumped. Oh, so my she, Lord, you've been She knows dumped. immediately, you know, what's going on. And so she starts comforting Luann, uh, tells her to tell Aunt Peggy all about it. Uh, meanwhile, we are uh, uh, going to uh, supper at the Hank Hank Hill house. Oh yeah, and she's been slaving over this <laughs> hot stove, whipping up you know fish all American meal, <laughs> some right. fish sticks, and probably some <laughs> macaroni and cheese, French fries, French and some fries. macaroni and yep, cheese, yep, yeah, yep. boxed macaroni and cheese. That's right. Yeah. I hate boxed macaroni and cheese. Do you like a uh, fake cheese? Period. I don't yeah. like really like American cheese, like uh-huh. processed cheese or Velveeta or anything yeah. like that. Whenever my uh, wife makes macaroni, she makes it with real cheese. Yeah. You ever you, you know about the white cheese slices, right? Yeah. Like like you see the yellow cheese slices and then the white cheese slices. The white cheese slices are never wrapped, which I don't understand. Never number wrapped. one. Yeah. And did you know those are the exact same cheese? No, I didn't know that. It's just coloring. Oh, so yeah, it's the, just coloring. The highly processed cheese has the highly processed <laughs> yellow number thirty two in it. It's got yeah. yellow in it. That's it's it. probably the, That's all the it cancer is. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, we we all got that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Peggy starts telling Hank about the healing process and how uh, they've gotten past the first hump because she talked with her today, uh, and there's only <laughs> there's only seven more humps to go yeah. to get Luann back to normal. Uh, and Hank is like, "Well, I need for you to fix her now, you know, because Hank is used to that kind of thing where if you got a problem, you solve it and you move on." You know, and you can't necessarily do that with a with a crying girl. No, you can't. <laughs> he says uh, they're in bed, and he says he says to Peggy, uh, you know, uh, without my quiet time, I can't be an effective propane salesman. 
Which shows to how much he's dedicated to his job. That's again, right. That he's laying in bed and oh. he's worried about being an effective propane salesman while he's laying in bed at home. It's his purpose. It's his yeah. purpose for being on the planet. It is. I think it's more purposeful for him than his actual family sometimes. So he, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. you're right about that. He uh, he he tells her again. You know, uh, you got to fix her. I can't go through three more weeks of this. If you don't fix her, I'm going to. Yeah. And uh, uh, Peg responds, uh, telling him that he doesn't have the tools for the job. Oh, yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. and then t- he goes, well, what's that supposed to mean or whatever? And then she goes, well, you remember <laughs> when my aunt died? You kept grabbing me around the race, uh, a waist, sorry, and saying, let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. <laughs> he said, you told me it you helped. You told me it helped. <laughs> and she admits it does. So I, I did? I don't know. Well, That's weird. Yes, it did. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. So uh, she tells him, she's like, you know, Hank, listen, if you want to help, Tomorrow, just tell Luann she looks pretty. That's it. You know, that's all you got to do. Uh, three words. What's that got to do anything? She just needs to hear it from a man. Yeah, three words, nothing more. <laughs> Don't say anything else, Hank. You look pretty. So uh, then uh, we, we see Hank the next day. He's watching one of his favorite TV shows. Yeah, he's sitting there watching uh, Make Steaks or Make a Steak is what it's called. Make and, a Steak. Uh, <laughs> then they have the commercial come on and it's uh or, or sorry but I'll, let me talk about the steak thing yeah. first. so he's sitting there with the steaks and it's like would, he's watching a football game or something and yeah. he's like uh well Stu, which steak should i flip well flip that one and hank's no, like no, no flip the that. other steak yeah hey, like, I, i've got a small confession for you i would watch that show <laughs> i would watch that so, show too i'm sure that it's probably comedy gold i just want to watch a guy flipping steaks uh so yeah we get to the commercial now and I believe this is the first time we see the uh, Megalomart representative in Chuck Mangione. Yeah, Chuck Mangione, the the uh, illustrious uh, Fugelhorn. Fugelhorn. Yeah, we player. had a and and you guys missed that last time when we didn't record it. <laughs> we, <laughs> we said another instrument, and then come to find out, he's it a, was a fugelhorn, he's a fugelhorn player, which is a variation of a, a trumpet and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, so the fun fact is, is that Chuck Mangione's voice. Anytime you see Chuck Mangione in King of the Hill, it is his voice. He only has yeah. like eight or nine appearances, maybe more than that. But he's got one. Less than 20. He's got one episode that's totally dedicated to him. Yeah, yeah, he does. Which, which it's is, less than 20 episodes <laughs> with him in it, but more than 10. Yeah, so uh, uh, Chuck is is on the commercial telling us all about Megalomark, uh, or Megalomark, Megalomart, and uh, uh, hawking the 12 five-pound bags of gourmet chocolates for only $10. Yeah, <laughs> that's a shit ton of chocolate. <laughs> that's a lot of chocolate for 10 bucks. Uh, and Luann sees it, and, of course, she she freaks out because that was Buckley's that's section. Buckley's section. Even though yeah. Buckley worked in hammers before. Yeah, he worked in know, the, the, the Home Depot the section. Yeah. Hardware, yeah. Hardware. Uh, she, <laughs> she starts crying and crying. I was dumped. I was dumped. And Hank, uh, remembering what Peggy says, you look pretty. Why, why aren't you saying everything? Uh, you look pretty. Yeah, you look <laughs> he pretty. He just keeps repeating, you look pretty. And then uh, he didn't say nothing else. And then she she asked Hank, she goes, well, why aren't you saying anything? Yeah. She said, well, I never liked Buckley. And then he's talking about a greasy-headed dump by a loser and That's all right. that. That's and right. And then uh, he tells her, he goes, uh, Luann, sometimes life throws you a curveball. There's two ways you can deal with it. You can cry. That's the path you've chosen. <laughs> or you can not cry. And that's when he teaches her about eating her feelings. And uh, that's, my, like I said, that was the, 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 the unrecording from last time, that was <laughs> what I had said was my favorite part about this show was the running gag that the show has of eating your feelings. And you can yeah. hear Hank gulping. And he tells her, every time you have a feeling, just stick it in a little pit inside your stomach and never let it out. And then she goes, 
are you supposed to have a pain underneath your rib, Hank? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he goes, yes, that's natural. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's, and I don't know. I mean, I didn't grow up anywhere else. I grew up here. And so I would say that's a very Texas male kind of thing. You, yeah. you don't show emotions. They don't show emotions. And most of them, when they do start showing their emotions, they're in their late 50s. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he gives her an example, you know, uh, because she says, I feel sick, but not sad. So he thinks it's working. He goes, uh, I mean, look at my friend Bill. He went with, with, through the uh, worst divorce in this county's history. And, uh, but you never see him crying. And then he says it twice. <laughs> he says, You never see him crying. And then, you see his blinds closing, and you can hear him sobbing <laughs> in his living room sobbing, with no right. lights on. And it's like no lights on or nothing, just sobbing. That's right. Yeah, he goes over the um, um, the fact that uh, Peggy told him, you know, that uh, it takes three weeks tops, you know, and this sort of thing. And 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 he's just honestly, this is as close as as Hank comes to having a heart to heart with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. At least at least what we've seen yet. And then it's really funny that uh, she's talking about, you know. She's talking all the crap about uh, Buckley, Buckley and stuff yeah. like that. And then she says, uh, you know, another thing I hate about Buckley, <laughs> he takes me to all-you-can-eat buffets and says I have to sneak off his plate just so I can get an iced tea. <laughs> That's right. But then he gets scared. And, <laughs> and she didn't even share. get to eat or share That's nothing. Right. She's just sitting there drinking iced tea. <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a real uh, real keeper. <laughs> uh, I hate boys like that. Uh, what? <laughs> why do boys with braces always want a French, French kiss? kiss. <laughs> so you get to the point where it's it's Hank and and Luann sitting there at the table and they're eating cookie dough. Uh, yeah, they're raw cookie dough out of the tube, like and, something she would do with a with a <laughs> with a girlfriend, like a girlfriend yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and then Hank takes that role, which again shows actually, I think this right here really is more telling about the relationship than any activity that they've done so far yet is him being able to sit there with her and do all this like sisterly uh -huh. type uh sisterly yeah. type activity so i kind of yeah. i kind of think that's uh you know real uh indicative of the relationship that we'll see later on and how it builds oh yeah sure so uh hank hank is really impressed because he's never eaten the cookie dough raw like this he yeah. said he tells her yeah. it's almost as good as ice cream and luann tells him that uh they do make ice cream with raw cookie dough in it yeah he looks surprised damn, damn sister, sister. <laughs> Get me my keys. <laughs> and so the next thing we get is they're, they're coming back from the grocery store and they're just laughing and cutting up and stuff. And they're, they're having a great time. And Peggy meets her at the door and uh, wants to know uh, where she's been because they were supposed to be crying together all night. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and one thing that I appreciate here is that uh, this is one of the few times where Peggy is actually right. That's true. And you, you think the whole time you're watching the episode that Hank is doing the right thing. Yeah. Until you get to, you know, yeah. we'll hit it in a minute. But and and the, I really I really like that because uh, you, you really think that Peggy is this uh, uh, ditz and yeah. she's not very bright. Well, and she she's comes across as a know it all, know it all kind of person, but, but someone who doesn't know it all, but thinks she does. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I mean, she is the thrice running uh spanish substitute teacher of the year oh absolutely that's so, that's nothing to got that going yeah, for nothing to scoff at at all so uh they get into it uh, uh luann goes to bed uh and uh peggy's talking to hank about uh my lord what did you do you know and he's he goes into how he's fixing luann and 
Uh, not that he's he's right or anything. He's just better at it because yeah. he's going to fix her like he fixes a carburetor. Like fixing a carburetor. That's right. Tearing he, it down and rebuilding it back up. Yeah. You know what? It was fun. A little WD-40 on <laughs> it's right. good to go. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And that makes total sense because all the people I've known – uh, like my dad, he he definitely would rather fix a carburetor than fix a problem you know? anywhere else. I mean, that's, that's right. uh, it's akin to eating your feelings. You go out and fix a carburetor, and the carburetor is your feelings. <laughs> they, right? They put the feeling and emotion instead of <laughs> instead of expressing emotion to their family. They yeah. they'll go out there yeah. and love that carburetor that's instead. Right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Peg explains to him how it's a national pro uh, a natural process, and you can't manipulate it. You can't fast forward it. All of this sort of thing. And then he starts being condescending to her. <laughs> He's yeah, just he like being a little shit. You look pretty. <laughs> yeah, just to get her to shut up. He he used her own technique against right. her. Is what's funny. That's a technique right. that didn't work for. Luann, but it worked on Peg. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely worked on Peg. She's. Oh, you've got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> you look pretty, Peg. Oh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so next thing we get is uh, the whole crew. Uh, they're going. Well, with the exception of Bobby, they're they're going out to uh, a honky tonk. Which actually, last time I yeah. said I didn't know what the name was. Yeah. And I actually, if you look at my notes, these are the same notes. I actually did have it down. So it's called Ugly's Cowboy Saloon. That's right. Just like my handwriting. Ugly's Cowboy Saloon. Yep. That's fantastic. So they're all pulling up in the parking lot. They're uh, they're going to go in, and we find out that the purpose of this is for them to find Luann a new boyfriend. Which is foreshadows again into who's right and who's wrong in this whole situation. We'll find yep. out that Hank is kind of it's kind of weird. I think this this is like one of the weird things that Hank does yep. out throughout the the, the show. Mm -hmm. Him going in to go find a potential date for uh, yeah. his niece it is weird that's kind of weird it'd be like it'd be like you know uh, me going out if i had a niece and trying to find her a partner yeah. that's just it's just odd yeah kind of thing. it I just think, feels really weird i think he's kind of doubling down on the fact that he's right I think that's what it is. You know? it's, it's it goes back to the carburetor. Like yeah. he's he's still he's still tearing apart the carburetor yeah. at this point, yeah. and he's building it back up. That's it's, how he sees it, it. He's trying to show Peggy it's just this easy. Yeah. You know, you you just replace him with somebody else, and everything will be and fine. And it's done. Yeah. And then uh, and, he, and he is still trying to get Luann out of his house. Yeah, he's actively at this point. Yeah, I mean, still trying to still trying to get her out of the house. He does love her, but he doesn't want her to be there. Which, yeah, no. which I can completely understand yeah, completely because understand my wife too. and I had five kids and they got to get out. Yeah, got to get them out quick. Uh, I love them, but damn. Uh, so uh, he talks about how, um, you know, he's just got to get that girl out of his den and, and that sort of thing. The girls are told to go ahead because uh, he needs to help uh, Bill close his jeans up. Because Bill, <laughs> Bill is wearing jeans with yeah, an absolutely. open fly, still wearing his wife beater. But he's got a cowboy hat. Yeah, he's got a, a vet. He's got a leather cut on or whatever. But uh, they say uh, that seems like a pile of work just to get your den back. And he goes, "Well, it's not about my den. It's about that poor girl living in my den." That's right. <laughs> and then, and then they start talking about, "Well, what's her type? What are we looking for?" Oh yeah, it's a scientific fact that women like round, muscular butts. <laughs> I'm gonna look for a guy with a Bill round. Bill says, muscular "I'm gonna look butt. for a man with a guy with a round, muscular butt." So uh, they get in there and they split up and they start looking for uh, somebody for Luann. Now I don't. Peggy does not know that this is this is the mission here. No, right? she doesn't know what's going on. And then 
uh, Bill is often used as a decoy for yeah. Peggy, and I'm not sure why they always use the decoy I, for Peggy. I don't Peggy. either, because Bill is in love with in Peggy. In love with Peggy, yeah. and that alludes to what I was talking about in the unrecorded podcast about... Uh, <laughs> it's going to follow uh, me to my grave. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> about uh, the fan theories behind Bobby's yeah. Bobby's existence. Yeah. Hank having the nary urethra problem and all that stuff. Bill was which we don't uh, know yet. Assumed we don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know that yet. It's not it's not yeah. known yet. I don't think. But uh, that's uh, yeah. So one of the fan theories is is that Bill and Peggy had an affair, and that's yeah. how that's how Bobby came about. And if you look at some of the tendencies that Bobby has, he kind of falls in line with some of the things that Bill does well, too. He looks, he looks a lot more like and he Bill. looks more like Bill. Yeah, but definitely. then you see uh, Cotton, Hank's dad. Mm-hmm. And then you could see the similarities between you definitely him see Bobby and in, Bobby. in Cotton, yeah. yeah, yeah, or Cotton and Bobby, whichever. Yeah, either. So Bill is Bill is told to keep Peggy busy, uh, and so that means he needs to dance with her, and he's more than more than happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, he says, uh, "What?" He can gets all like shy and coy, and yeah. he's like, "What me what, dancing? Me? I don't want. I, I don't know. My my arms around a warm. Okay." And then he runs, and he's like, "That's it." Yeah, <laughs> That's took him about all in two seconds. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and then we go inside. We got Dale and uh, what's his wife's name? Nancy. Nancy. Uh, they are there, both of them for some reason. Uh, and uh, here comes John Redcorn and asks if he can dance with uh, with Nancy. Brings a beer, hands a beer to Dale. Right. And he says, I'll give you a beer if I can dance with your wife right. kind of thing. And <laughs> Sucker. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, then we see uh, we see Hank talking to people, uh, talking to guys, looking for somebody for Luann, uh, and then uh, he talks about how uh, if you go out with Luann, she'll go Dutch. Oh yeah, that was uh, Boomhauer. Yeah, yeah. He goes <laughs> oh, up to yeah, right. Boomhauer. He goes. Yeah. Uh, he walks up to her and uh, to ask her. He goes, "Go out with Luann, she'll go Dutch. There'll be no other way." <laughs> and then a woman walks up to him and uh, whisks him away. Uh, well, you smell nice. Dance with me, sugar. And he goes, I tell you what, it's that dang old CK1 man, just <laughs> like catnip. CK1 man. <laughs> just like catnip. It yeah. is just like catnip. Which then, I guess, uh, that you heck, they've already showed the womanizing ways of Boomhauer at this point. Yeah. We've done seen yeah. Boomhauer running out of a tent with a half naked woman at the Women Tanya event. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we see so Boomhauer, yeah. As a, as definitely a, taking full stride in his. Uh, his ability to pull women for sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so he, he goes off dancing and then, um, uh, you, you now see Bill keeping Peggy busy, uh, by dancing. She's like, Hey, what's Hank doing over there? And he's like, no, don't worry about it. Start spinning her. And, uh, then she wants to know why he spun her into souvenir gulch, which I just love that phrase souvenir gulch. Uh, and he talks about how he can't remember all the all the steps and all that stuff, but anyway, he's keeping her busy. Oh yeah, the step thing is funny too. One of the things that I didn't get to talk about in the last episode, mm. which we might have to do this all the time because no. I feel like this episode is, <laughs> I feel like this is this a better is recording better. than sure. the last one. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, she uh, she <laughs> says on three, brush right, then fan left, then scoop and scrape the sky. When she's sitting there doing all the steps and calling about, maybe laugh. It reminds me of uh, back in uh, like middle school whenever you were oh, learning yeah, that line sure. dance and they'd have the radio playing it it just was sure. some corny redneck white woman screaming out like <laughs> stuff to do and do see do and twist partner, your partner throw it in yeah. the wall <laughs> yeah uh so we're back to hank and he uh he he thinks he's found somebody uh for luann uh ask him his name guy says wade sir so you know right away hank likes him because he's being respectful 
You know, he's he he's got all the like I'm, I'm the appearances. Assuming. So what you when you when when you see this guy, he's got on a ten gallon hat. Yep. He's got on the Texas flag uh-huh. button up shirt. Uh-huh. I mean, he's brush just popper. quintessential. Yeah, yep. brush popper. There you go. Yep. He's just a quintessential uh, young Texas male. <laughs> and the best thing is, he's got a big belt buckle. Big belt buckle. Enough Hank. to where Hank notices it. That's one of the things. He, I'm sure that's the first thing Hank saw was the big old belt buckle, and that's what he tells you. That's some belt buckle. Yeah. That's some buckle yeah. you got there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for Hank. It means uh, a lot coming from a man like you. I, I can plainly see you knows a thing or two about buckles. <laughs> I'm assuming he has a round, muscular butt. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We find out he was a quarterback. Yeah. Well, it's funny because they they pan back to Peggy and she's like, "And grapevine left, pitch right, fan, fan, double dog down. Get <laughs> your kick now, slap down. that heel, heel toe, heel toe." <laughs> and then it goes back to Peg, Hank again and quarterback, uh, huh? Yeah, talking about quarterback and because you love your mama and you know I do. She cooked with a grass range, propane. <laughs> he goes, "I don't know if I'm ready, Uncle Hank." Yeah, she um she she doesn't know if she's ready to go out with somebody else, uh, Luann and. And uh, uh, Hank, now enamored with Wade, uh, says, well, yeah, sure you are. Sure you are. And Wade's a catch and a half. He can run the 40 in under five seconds, which, uh, you know, is very uh, important to any relationship. Looking to start a business? You'll need a registered agent to receive legal notices and documents on your behalf. Look no further than Universal Registered Agents. Our team of professionals will ensure you never miss an important document. And we can even help you form your business with services like entity formation and document filing. Plus, we'll help you switch to our service for a lower cost and pay the change fees. Trust Universal Registered Agents to help your business succeed. Contact us today to learn more. From the host of the popular podcast, The Only One in the Room, Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins is a propulsive and vivid memoir about the journey to sobriety and self-love amidst addiction, privilege, racism, and self-sabotage. Best-selling author Holly Whitaker calls it an irresistibly delicious story. And MacArthur Foundation fellow and best-selling author Kiese Lehman says Stash is emotionally riveting. Buy Stash by Laura Cathcart Robbins now wherever books are sold. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh yeah, very, you very want yeah, you got you want a man that could sprint faster than anybody else for sure. And Luann's still upset about it. She she doesn't know if her heart's ready, you know, and, and Hank goes through the I think a man like Wade probably sp- Sprints towards danger, not away from Oh, it. yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Wade is, uh, yeah, I'm sure Wade's a catch and a half. Yeah. Uh, but she she doesn't know if she's ready. She says her heart's telling me, and he stops her and says, well, your heart's telling you what? You, you're, the, you're the boss here, not your heart. And so they go through that whole thing. Your heart is your employee. Get your heart off its butt and get it back to work. And so she goes, she, she takes the advice, and she goes over to Wade. Uh, and then uh, they talk about... Uh, how she's she's found her person, she's done, uh, and so now they're they just go back to dancing. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, it goes back to Peggy and Bill again, which we did. This is one, another thing that we didn't talk about in the uh, yep. the the last unrecording. Uh, so she so she goes well. We get Bill a shirt that says unrecording. <laughs> unrecording. You should. That'd be funny. Yeah. 
But she said, Bill, you need more confidence in yourself. She goes, if you ask Peggy Hill, you boot scoop with the best of them. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. All right. And then you hear the announcer go, well, this one's going to be the ladies', ladies choice. choice. And then uh, this is when <laughs> Hank steps in. And this was funny, too. This one I thought was hilarious. Uh uh, she goes better than aerobics, huh? You worked up quite a sweat. Uh, Hank said to her, and she goes, "That's not my, that's sweat. Not my sweat." And then they go off that's and they right. dance yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she just covered in Bill's sweat. That's, that's, not that's my lovely. Sweat. Yeah. Uh, so she she asked about Luann. He says Luann's fine. She's gonna hold she's on gonna, a second. So so yeah. that for me, like we'll go back to the fan thing yeah. real quick. So well, that does the I fact guess, that she has it. his yeah. sweat all over him and it does not bother it's true. her it's true. in any way, shape, or form. That right there is another tell, I feel like. Well, I'm going to talk about this as we go on through the series. See, I think Peggy out. Peggy being the tomboy that she is, it just doesn't bother her. just doesn't bother because she's a tomboy. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another that's another possibility. I really don't want to think about her and Bill together. No, nah, I, I, I don't, but we're going to explore but, it. All right, yeah, okay, we're gonna, good we're enough. Explore it. <laughs> got to rip that Band-Aid off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he tells her she's going to get a, uh, a, home, uh, a ride home with a friend, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then uh, they go on to, to, to dance. Uh, and then... We're back at the house, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we're back at the house. Yeah. Uh, so, there we go. <laughs> That's a nice. <laughs> and we'll be right back after this commercial message. All right, so we are back at the house, and uh, Buckley comes uh, zipping up onto the yard, and he's got a uh, heart-shaped box of chocolates with him. Yep, just for him, though. Yeah, he said, better for be for me. No, they're for me later. So he's asking about Luann. He, Hank tells him that uh, he's uh, she's off with her new boyfriend. She's in love. You blew it, dipped. You can't compete with this new guy. He's a football player, and football players know how to treat women right. Yeah, yeah. And then she goes, "Well, you broke the rebound rule and all that." And well, what's gotten into you, Hank? And then. Uh, he goes, well, I was hoping she would fall in love with Wade. And she goes, well, mm-hmm. hoping one hand and poop in the other and tell me which one fills up faster. <laughs> You're out of your depth, Hank Hill. You've opened a Pandora's box, a box that has a sign that reads for women only. As long as it took that river to carve the Grand Canyon is how long women have been learning to subtly manipulate relationships. You only think it's easy because we make it look easy. Yeah, then she says, do you think you could just step in and fix it overnight? Could you really be that big of a fool? She said, woe is you, Hank. Woe is you. Yeah. <laughs> he, and, you know, Hank, Hank is uh, uh, assumedly um, – thinking that uh, everything's going to be fine, that, that Wade's a good guy. He runs fast. <laughs> Again, yeah. that's brought up that he runs fast. So uh, as they're talking about this, a car pulls up, and it's like a Camaro. Yeah. And uh, um, they see that uh, Luann's getting Dodge. out of it. It would be a Charger. Oh, a Charger. Yeah, yeah, Charger. yeah, yeah. So they see that uh, she's getting out of it. Or Challenger. Yeah, it could be either know. one. I think it's a Charger probably. Um, and then um, they they – they figure out that it's Boomhauer. Right yeah, yeah, home. yeah. They look at the car and they're like, "Oh, yeah. well, dang! Old Wade's got his car dressed up yeah. just like uh, yeah. just like Boomhauer's." <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so they go out to confront him because this is Hank's worst nightmare. Uh, he sees her getting out of Boomhauer's car, and he's like, uh, uh, "Thank goodness, Boomhauer gave me a lift. A lift? Is that what they're calling it these days? You can't trust this guy." Yeah, he said he's a no good, immoral, skirt chasing rascal, which which is terrible. Which right is in front terrible, of right in front yeah. of Boomhauer. Yeah. It's like one of his best friends, you know, and and that's a theme that you see throughout it. They all kind of like Hank kind of has a is kind of pissed off, I guess, at each one of them or whatever. He kind of yeah. has his own his own battle with each one. I mean, it's okay for him to hang around with them, but not anybody else. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, if you, <laughs> at least you like him more than Buckley, though. I mean, that's I guess that's a thing. Uh, so, uh, Hank is not not having this. Uh, no, he's not. And uh, they have like this back and forth where she tells him he can't tell her what to do. You're not my dad, and he goes, "Damn well, straight, I'm not." Damn straight, I'm not. That's and right. then he says, "But while you're underneath my roof, I'm your landlord, and I forbid you to date him." Which is funny because what, what the hell? Your landlord can't tell you who you can't can't be in a relationship that's with. That's right. That's right. I thought that was pretty funny. And then uh, she goes, "Well, I'll find another roof. I'll stay with Boomhauer." And then Boomhauer, well, that ain't gonna work out. Hey. These little old gals coming around here, flat out, no, man, <laughs> flat, flat <laughs> no. out, no, man. Thanks, Boomhauer. Yeah. <laughs> you know the thing is about Boomhauer that I find so funny is that uh, he'll say these things, and you know we as the audience catch a bunch of it. Yeah, especially but, with like the he he told the the. Park ranger yeah, about the yeah. about the crane, <laughs> and he told him everything he needed to but, know, but nobody could ever but catch the it. People of Arlen, they they don't understand what he's saying. Well, and at that's all. the thing is, is that's funny is is that Hank is the one that's supposed to understand everything that he's saying, and it's, it's like he picks and chooses when he can understand him. So, so th- this particular time right here, Hank doesn't catch him. Will catch what he says, you know, because. Yeah, nobody Boomhauer catches what he up. says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she says, I'm going to find another roof. She's going to go to Boomhauer's thing. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is Boomhauer. Dang old women from Mars, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Flat-ass note. <laughs> so uh, they are uh, very upset at each other now. They are Hank and Luann. Uh, and she's going to go over there. He's going to he's going to go back in. Yeah. The uh, but one part I liked about this part is it was a real dramatic scene for Hank where he's like, "Don't go in there." He's like screaming at her, yeah. "You'll be sorry, damn yeah. it!" <laughs> and I, I love the fact that again, it's only a few steps from Hank's house. You know, everything oh, yeah, everything's just like right around the right corner. there, right around right the there. corner. And then uh, this part right here is pretty funny because you see uh, it's. Uh, Dale standing on the front porch in a robe with a cigarette in his hand, uh. and he said, "Well, damn, this neighborhood's turning into Melrose Place." But as <laughs> soon as he turns around and walks in the door, Redcorn is climbing out the window. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and so we go back into Hank's house, and Hank is uh, muttering and and puttering around in that uh, in that extra bedroom that Luann was in. And Peggy comes in and asks him about it. He says he's making room for his leaf blower. She knows that it's not about the leaf blower, though. He's just pissed off and upset and worried about Luann. Yeah, absolutely. It's that thing that uh, I, I kind of remember this when I was a kid, when I was younger. You know, when I first left the house, my my mom and dad, they'd be like, oh, yeah, sometimes we just walk to your room and just stand there wondering where you're doing and where you was at. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah, so you could have just called yeah. me and asked me. But I, mean, yeah. I guess it's like a parent thing. So that's what I d- took from this is it shows really how much he actually cares. Oh, yeah. The fact that he goes to the room at all. Sure. Because he didn't have no business going in there at no. midnight. He no. could have just went to his room and went to bed. But he goes to the garage, grabs a leaf blower out of the garage, and then walks all the way into the den to put the, the leaf blower in the, the, leaf yeah. blower in the yeah. den. Like, who yeah. puts a leaf blower in the den yeah, at that? Nobody. You know, nobody. nobody. And and you know Peggy come Peggy's talking to him about it and she's like this isn't about the leaf blower is it and she asks him what he's eating and again he's swallowing his feelings yeah just gulping them down he's, he's eating and swallowing his feelings she says that uh, you know you tried to fix her like you did a flywheel and flywheels don't talk back yeah flywheels don't have feelings yeah. Uh, he said, uh, I took her in, Peg. I put a 20-year 20, 20 roof over her 20 head year roof. and a sofa sleeper under the rest of her. And this is the thanks I get? Well, no thanks. And so, Peggy, again, you know, I, I told you I told you so, Hank. Yeah, that's basically. what it is. It's just an I told you so. She goes, yeah. well, you're upset because you actually care. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, nah, the only thing I care about is getting my den back. Yeah. And that's not true. We can see it. 
and so we go to uh, we see Luann in, in, in Boomhauer's place, and obviously Boomhauer's got her on the couch because yeah. he doesn't want anything happening. No, because that's that's a like he was just giving her a ride home and everything. Yeah. I took it out of context yeah. because he is a womanizer. So Hank automatically assumes that he's going to womanize Luann or whatever, but he didn't. And he was really respectful. He brought her home. She kissed him on the cheek. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. Definitely. She she initiated so that. I just uh, I just want to make it clear that Boomhauer is a man of character. He really is. Out of all the four, I feel like yeah. even sometimes he has he has a stronger character than even Hank sometimes. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah, Boomhauer. I th- I feel like Boomhauer is one of those guys that has like three three things to live by or whatever, and he just never crosses. Those yeah, yeah, things. yeah. He's got the he's got that hard line of principles, and he never he never crosses it no matter what. Whereas the other guys will kind of just go up and down with oh, their, yeah. their, how their morality works. Dale, I guess, is on the extreme spectrum of of being a terrible person. Yes, <laughs> and, and absolutely. Then, and then, like you say, I think Boomhauer is the tip top. And then comes Hank, and then comes Bill. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I think Boomhauer is probably, yeah, the, the the top as far as, like, morality and things, it seems like sometimes. So the next day, uh, we see, which I guess is a, a regular occurrence. I don't know that we see it again, but they are divvying up the last case of beer uh, because they're all going to go stand in the in the alleyway and drink. And uh, they, they figure out that it's going to be uneven. Because you you can't divvy up six beers to, yeah. uh, to four people evenly. That's right, and that, right. <laughs> that kind of killed me. The joke on that one, you know, let's just split that six pack up. We can each take two. So who's not <laughs> drinking a who's who's missing out on a second beer? Is yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, sure. And then uh, uh, yeah, they they talk about splitting it up, and he says, "Well, that cradle robber's getting none of my beer." Yeah. So uh, we go back to um, now. We got Peggy and Bobby doing. Uh, the uh, exercises in front of the TV. Yeah, and then he says, let's try a move of my own. And then he goes, and <laughs> split kick right and back and split so kick left it's and a little, shuffle. It's a little bit of a callback to Peggy, to Peggy doing the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so uh, Bobby laments that uh, it's just not the same without Luann. Yeah, it's not you know? the same without Luann. You just Luan. can't do it there. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, they, they just want to get out of the house for a little bit. Boom. Yeah. We're at the restaurant now. Yeah. Now we're at the restaurant. And so now it's a family outing. What is it? What's the restaurant name? Uh, Lulee's. Lulee's, which, uh, for those of you who have never experienced (laughs) the, uh, the 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 delightful food that you could get the amazing deliciousness of Luby's yeah that would be what this is so Luby's is a uh, cafeteria style mm-hmm. diner where you you go in you have your tray you point at what you want on your plate and then yeah. that's it kind of thing at one time in this city I believe we had three Luby's and two Piccadillys oh wow and Piccadilly it's a lot of yeah. a lot of Luby's and Piccadilly yes uh, Piccadilly was basically the same as Luby's it's just uh, another brand it's a very Caucasian place to eat oh yeah cafeteria yeah. food well it's very after church kind of you know grandpa yeah. grandma kids all that stuff yeah, they all go and they can pick out whatever they want that's always the appeal you know pick out whatever you want well it's not really true because it's limited to like four entrees. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you're getting absolutely. the fried chicken, you're getting the uh, the the uh, meatloaf, meatloaf, and Salisbury then, steak. You're right. Now at Luby's, there was a special dish called a Tampico steak. Oh wow! I remember going with my grandfather and grandmother a lot, and that's all my grandfather would get. He'd get the Tampico, Tampico steak. steak. All it is is a, a piece of um, I don't know. I don't even know what that 
that meat is, but it's a tougher cut of meat that's been pounded out, yeah. right? And they cook it like they would a steak, which means this thing cooks in probably two seconds. Yeah. And then they put cheese and onions across the top of it. So that was a Tampico steak. Yeah, that was his yeah, No seasoning, just cheese and onions. I don't know. Well, that's the thing that anytime I've ever eaten Luby's, the food is just, uh, you You might as well have a pocket full sure. of Tabasco sauce and sure. seasoning. Take some serendipity or something. Well, it's, with like, you. it's like eating at, at an old folks' home or something. Yeah, you know? that's it's exactly just, what it is. It's yeah. like uh, Aramark food. Yeah, it is very much like Aramark, like Aramark food. food. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but... Uh, uh, Hank, being Hank, uh, tells Bobby about how he can get whatever he wants, that uh, they have eight kinds of ketchup here and three kinds of catsup. <laughs> yeah, that's that blew my mind, too. I, I didn't know there was that many different types of ketchup. I kind of, like, we're going grocery shopping later, and I'm going to yeah. go and see how many varieties, yeah. not brands, but varieties of ketchup. And uh, yeah, we talked about it last time uh, in the early 2000s when they were having all this wacky yeah. food craze where they had like the purple, the green ketchup, the purple ketchup, purple ketchup, yeah, and all the that stuff. colored mustard or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, and I don't, I guess because it's made out of tomatoes, that's why they make it red. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, they see Lou Ann and Boomhauer there uh, after Hank orders his uh, uh, fried chicken plate of fried chicken, French fries, and some fried okra. Yep. Uh, next episode, we'll learn that this this diet is not so good for Hank. It's not good at all for <laughs> Hank. <laughs> but they see that, and uh, Peggy Peggy's the first one to point it out as being a nice surprise seeing them there. And of course, Hank uh, doesn't pay any attention; just asks about the gravy being lumpy tonight. Yeah, or not. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he asks for white gravy and brown I'll take, gravy. I'll take a bowl of white gravy and a bowl of brown gravy. Yeah, and then Bobby wants to point out the fact that it's Luann too, and and it's just he just wants no part of it. You know, he, he just wants to, again, swallow his feelings, move on, eat his chicken fried steak, and go on about his And business. be done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he does uh, finally have to acknowledge it. and um, Yeah, he tells Hank, he goes, well, I don't know what you're thinking, but you got to know I'm no Woody Allen with that soon leak. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's Boomhauer talking about how he's not uh, Woody Allen with soon leak. Yeah, which for those of you who don't know, Woody Allen married his, uh, uh, what was it, his adopted daughter? It was like his stepdaughter or something. Adopted, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. Man. It was really. Freak. It was a really freaky situation. I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Uh, but um, <laughs> we get the back and forth with Hank and Luann. Uh, Hank tells her that her stuff's all boxed up. She needs to come by and get it. She says, "Well, I hope you're happy. You're going to get your den back." And then she starts crying again. Yeah, and he says, "Don't uncle me anymore." I like that line. I thought that was funny. She goes, "Uncle Hank, don't uncle me anymore." I remember my dad doing that whenever you get in trouble. He'd be like, "Daddy, don't yeah. daddy me." Don't daddy me. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of have a blowout there, and, and it's sad because um, she she's crying again. and, and uh, Well, she gets up from the table at Boom, with Boomhauer and mm -hmm. goes off crying, and, and uh, Hank notices and says, well, I guess she got dumped by Boomhauer, and Peggy tells him, no, she didn't get dumped by Boomhauer. She got dumped by, by you. you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just – it's one of those things, you know. Uh, he finally goes – I think internally, Hank finally goes, okay, that's enough. I, I see, you know, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. Here yeah, yeah, or yeah. He knows, he, knows he's, uh, he knows he's messed up in a way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Luann shows up to get her stuff, and uh, he tells her it's all in there and says that uh, he's been moving some stuff around. It seems like the room looks a little better this way. The bed's out and the whole thing, and so um, – he has basically straightened up that whole room and made it so that Luann could come back and yeah, he put it back together for her and everything. And, and then he tells her, uh, you know, 
you could leave the fold out bed out, you know, yeah. and stay a while, kind of thing, kick your shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth packing it up night after night, all that stuff. And finally, Luann breaks down and tells her, tells Uncle Hank that she loves him. And uh, of course, Hank wants none of that. You know, none of that. No, he would rather gulp that down and put it in a pit yeah, in his stomach. Yeah. And then the last thing is, uh, we get, uh, we get back out to the, to the alley. And then you got like the three guys standing there and you yeah. have Boomhauer kind of set he's off in the distance, just watching the them stand yep. there and drink, yeah. which I thought was really funny yeah. that he's kind of standing there with his hands in his pockets. Like you guys gonna <laughs> ever say, come drink a beer or yeah. so then, uh, yeah, and so he finally says, hey, Boomhauer, you want a beer? And he said, yeah. And then from the last line of the thing is uh, Bill saying, that was beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, you hear all of them collectively start gulping down yeah. their feelings. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I thought that that's like I said, yeah. that was why that was my favorite gag of the whole oh, show. Yeah. Was it ran throughout the entirety it ran throughout of the show? The whole show, and then yeah. at the very end, the last scene is all of them eating their emotions. This this episode is still one of those where we're learning about the characters and we're learning about their relationships. <clears throat> and I am I, I I really like this episode just simply because yeah, we figure out who Luann is. It's a good we, episode for character yeah, development. Yeah, it sure, really yeah. is. It's it's uh, as silly as it is and stuff. It 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 does develop these characters and. And make them these staples for you so that later on the big jokes build by you knowing these people. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's what you'll see later on, especially you'll you'll see all these fleshed out characters and it makes more sense uh, when you know the smaller stuff like these little you know, oh, yeah. interactions between her and Hank, like this particular episode. It gives you a better insight into their relationship later on for sure. Cause sure. They have a lot of contention back and forth and it's mainly due to her choice in men kind yeah, of thing because yeah. Hank, you know, you got to be an honorable, mm-hmm. hardworking, mm-hmm. and she usually gets with the – there's actually a scene in this episode where he's talking about what type of guy that she likes, and it cuts, and it shows uh, it's, it shows right. this dude in the black right. flag shirt beating his head beating against his, a tree. <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, I listen to those bands, but I never yeah. was banging my head against yeah. a tree. <laughs> well, you got you to gotta figure that that's Hank's, Hank's version of who these people yeah, are. Absolutely. Yeah, Which Buckley yeah. is like a – Buckley is uh, like the a burnout. least of that. Yeah, yeah, he's not like a punk rocker beating his head into no. a deal. He reminds me of somebody who's just constantly baked. Yeah, I like think he's just stoned twenty four seven. Buckley is pretty pretty stoned, and he enjoys his motorcycle, and that's about it. Yeah, and I, I don't think I don't that, think like, Buckley's real deep. I don't think he's real deep, and I don't think he's really like malicious to no. to to Luann and their relationship. I think he's just like he's not malicious. He's just like a twenty something year old kid who's still selfish and you know just, wants a pretty a girlfriend yeah. and all that he's stuff. Just the burnout, but, but yeah, he's just a burnout, and he cares more about his friends than he does a relationship and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and then I, I think like with the with the chocolates, it, it wasn't necessarily like uh, a snub at her, but you no, know, he was just stoned, and he was at work, and he was like, "They're <laughs> on sale, like, they're on sale." Hell, I buy one of those. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think we've all been there after Valentine's Day. They they clearance all this clearance. stuff eighty percent off. Yeah, or whatever. you're sitting there eating heart shaped so candy for <laughs> two months. You buy a big heart shaped thing full of candy, yeah, and that way you don't feel so bad when you throw out the crappy ones. No, yeah. I, I like them all. Strawberry though. cream. I like all those weird yeah. cordials and stuff like that. Those weird chocolates. Well, I can tell you, when I was a kid, my grandparents used to buy me those chocolate covered cherries. Ooh, Oof. I couldn't eat one of those now to save my life. Yeah, man. I think uh, it would just put me in a coma. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I was never oh, really big on. Chocolate it's got all that goop fruit. in it. Yeah, yeah. You man. know, and Whatever I don't even it know it's a real cherry. No, it's probably like fruit 
paste fruit paste cherry yeah it's probably some fruit paste cherry. all right flavored. guys well next time uh we will have uh season one episode six and episode five. Oh, it's episode five is it oh, episode that, five no it's episode six it is episode six. yeah it's six it and, is episode and six. hank's got an issue and hank does have an issue very personal issue very personal issue well guys if you uh if you want to know more you can go to roguemedianetwork.com and uh i have been mike and i've been rusty and uh wimitanya wimitanya to you as well This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.